Welcome to the Powerlifting and Power Ballads podcast, where we bring you a weekly dose of powerlifting news, tips, and training advice with a touch of 80s rock ballads. This podcast is presented by Team Roar Powerlifting, your source of the most comprehensive coaching and meet day preparation. Here are your hosts, Josh Roar and Laura Sturm. Hello and welcome to episode eight of the Powerlifting and Power Ballads podcast. Uh, we have a very special uh, I guess interesting episode today because Laura has trusted me to do this episode unsupervised. So I am hosting by myself tonight and there is no one that is here to keep me in line. So we'll see what happens. <laughs> so I figure what we're going to do today is basically just go through kind of our ever-growing list of questions that we've been getting from listeners that we haven't really been getting to. Um, so we're going to actually just pick three of them. And I say we, me. So we're going to just start with that um, and kind of go through there. We're going to pick a few questions that are kind of new, new lifter questions and then get into a few more that are more detailed and require a little bit more explanation. So anyway, without further ado, uh, the first question we had, well, the first question that I picked to talk about today uh, goes like this. What is a total and how is a powerlifting meet scored? So this is a good question um, for people that are interested in the sport that have not gotten into it. So basically what, what it means when you hear someone say, what was your total or I totaled this? In powerlifting, you compete in three disciplines, the squat, the bench press, and the deadlift. And those three lifts are added together to make up your total. And specifically how they're added together, your best lift of each of the three attempts of each discipline. So you get three attempts in the squat. So whichever of the three is your best successful one, that gets added to your total. Um, the best of the three attempts you do at the bench press, only one of those gets the best one of those gets added to your total. And the same thing for the deadlift. So it's essentially your best squat added to your best bench press, added to your best deadlift is what is uh, considered your total. And how, uh, I guess I should note on that too, if for some reason you fail to get a successful lift in any of the three disciplines, so for example, in the squat, let's say you miss all three of your squat attempts, so you'll, you'll get a zero for your squat, but in addition to that, you essentially have what's called bombed out. And that means you'll get a zero for your total. So you'll still get to do your bench press and you'll still get to do your deadlift, but whatever you bench press and whatever you deadlift uh, essentially do not get added to your total at that point, you finish with a zero total. So it's very important. It's very important to make sure you get at least one attempt of each of the three disciplines. Um, ideally you want to get more than just three total of those but but ideally that's what we're talking about with what a total is and, and how you get a total uh the second part of the question was how is a powerlifting meet scored and most most meets are scored by the highest total in each weight class so powerlifting is broken down into different weight classes whoever lifts the most in each weight class is the winner whoever gets the second most is second place etc there are a few meets that are, you know, considered pro meets or they're smaller in terms of participation. They might be scored by formula. 
And essentially that means everybody is competing against each other on a pound for pound basis. Um, there's a little bit more to it than that, but that's basically how it is. But in general, powerlifting is scored by highest total in each weight class. Um, so hopefully that makes a little bit of sense. If you guys have qu further questions on that, feel free to uh, shoot us an email, plballadspodcast at gmail.com. I'll throw that little plug in there. Um, second question we had is how do you enter a powerlifting meet? And that is actually uh, a pretty easy process. So, you know, speaking just for a USA powerlifting meet, if you wanted to enter a competition, let's just arbitrarily say in November, you can just go to usapowerlifting.com and click on calendar and it'll have a master list of all the competitions that are coming up uh, from now till, you know, even into next year. And you just kind of, you can sort it by state or sort it by, or just scroll through by, you know, upcoming dates, et cetera. Um, and once you find one that you want to do, basically you just fill out the registration form and you're signed up. Uh, a lot of the competitions will require you to be a member first. So you, you know, again, going to that USA powerlifting website, you can um, click on the membership form and, and fill out your membership. And that's typically good for, uh, till the end of the year. So it'd be good through December 31st. Um, so it's, it's pretty straightforward. Uh, there's not really any prerequisites uh, to entering a powerlifting meet. Um, now there are rules you got to follow and things like that. But in terms of just registering, um, anybody off the street can essentially buy a membership and sign up um, as long as they meet all of the criteria of the membership. So uh, that's pretty straightforward. Um, and I would say too, most most states have their own social media and their own website. So in Georgia, for example, you can go to usapl.georgia.com um, or follow them on social media, uh, Instagram specifically at usaplga. Um, so there's a lot more localized information there um, in terms of getting uh, getting set up and hooked up with a meet. So. You can also ask a lot of your questions there. All right, the next question is how to program squat and deadlift for an older, heavier lifter that can't tolerate much, much volume? Well, let's start with defining what volume is first. So volume by definition is your sets times your reps times the weight that you lifted. So basically it's the total tonnage that you did for that day in that lift. Now, in general, bigger lifters and heavier lifters and stronger lifters are going to be doing more volume, even if they're doing the exact same sets and reps as a lighter lifter, just by default, because they're lifting heavier weight. So essentially heavier lifters are going to have, have higher volume by definition. But what we need to look at is if we just look at the sets and reps of it and take the weight aspect off a lot of times, younger lifters and a lot of times newer, I'm sorry, younger, younger, newer lifters, but more specifically, lighter lifters can handle a heavier volume load if we're just talking about sets and reps. So as a, as a heavier master's lifter, what my recommendation would be is to keep your sets and reps very low for each session. So um, maybe, you know, maybe you're squatting twice a week and you're currently doing, you know, four or five, six sets of squats each day. Well, I think that's way too much for, for a master's lifter. 
Um, again, everybody's going to be a little bit different. That's the key thing to take away, but there's, there's nothing wrong with low volume training. And I think that's something that a lot of people are, I want to say hung up on a little bit right now is because that's the kind of the popular trend is all the real high volume training programs. And I, I don't think that that is a long-term solution for most lifters. Um, it will give you short, I guess, short, aggressive progress but with that also comes your your own set of problems sometimes um, especially if technique is not on point so anyway uh, i'm starting to ramble and i got nobody here to reel me back in uh, so what i would suggest is maybe just start with a once a week uh, squat and once a week deadlift and keep it no more than three sets three working sets so you know, start with that and then see if you can add a little bit, but I would suggest also trying to add in some extra recovery, recovery things and make sure your nutrition's on point and things like that, because you can only, you can only train and recover so much. So if you can improve your recovery, then you can improve the amount of, of training that you can actually do. Um, and that doesn't always mean more is better because in, in most cases it's not, but you always want to be recovering from the workouts that you are doing so spending more time doing the recovery is always a good thing um so hopefully uh hopefully that helps a little bit um but i i think i'm speculating because I, I don't actually know the individual that asked this question but i'm speculating that they have been hearing about the volume that everybody else does and they can't do that amount of volume well that i'm fine with that i don't have an issue with with lower volume training. And, and in fact, most of my programming, you know, I won't say most, but a good, a good amount of my programming is on the, it tends to be a little on the lower side um, in terms of volume. So um, we've had great success with it. So anyway, uh, hopefully that answers those questions. Um, and I guess somebody else kind of pointed this out the other day. Um, I don't know. We talked about this a couple weeks ago about the, the mime when I dressed up as a mime for, uh, for a basically a, a town festival that we did to promote the business that ended up backfiring because I stayed in character. Um, somebody brought that up and said, well, you're kind of doing the same thing with the podcast because you're talking about all this stuff, but you're not really talking about what you guys do. So uh, if you guys are still with me here today, I know Laura usually keeps it a little bit more interesting. Uh, but I appreciate you guys listening. So we're going to talk about, I guess, Team Roar Powerlifting a little bit, how it started, and kind of what we do in case anybody out there is looking for um, powerlifting coaching. So so I started, I started Team Roar Powerlifting officially in 2007 when I moved to Georgia. Um, previously, I was in Ohio um, at Ashland University getting my bachelor's degree in exercise science. And while I was there, I actually coached the powerlifting team um, I guess starting from like 2003 to 2007. Um, so I actually started coaching then, but I guess officially I say I started in 2007 um, when I started the team or powerlifting uh, team anyway. So uh, what we do, we primarily coach powerlifters. So we've worked with NFL players. We've worked with, you know, high school, college athletes and stuff, but, but within the last probably seven or eight years, we've, we've switched to exclusively, exclusively powerlifters. So we do, if you're in the Atlanta area, we do in-person coaching as well, but a good amount of our coaching is, is online. And I guess kind of what differentiates us a little bit from, 
from what a lot of other people do is all of our programming is 100% customized and written from scratch. So we don't have we don't have drop down menus where you just select the exercises or we don't copy and paste you know what worked for somebody else into your program. Everything is very carefully thought out and and designed for a specific reason. So if you have you know five lifters of similar interest or similar strength levels getting ready for the same competition, odds are they're going to have five very different training programs and they're going to look very different because they're again set up specifically for them. So that's the first thing we do um, is the programming aspect. Um, and we've actually, the, the episode we did with Jeremy Hartman, we were talking about template programs and how I don't like those. And it's funny, I've actually gotten a few people contact me asking if I would do a template program um, for cheap because they, they, they don't want to commit to the fully customized coaching. And it kind of got me thinking a little bit. So that, that may be something, I don't know, maybe you guys, if you're interested in something like that, maybe uh, shoot us a message on, on Instagram um, at Team Roar, T-E-A-M-R-O-H-R, and just kind of let us know if you're interested in something like that. I'm not going to say we're going to do that. I still have hesitations with it. Um, but uh, we'll say we'll consider it. So anyway, um, the programming is kind of the first, the first aspect of it. And then uh, we've been doing this for about, I guess also about seven or eight years, um, but it's kind of just gotten really popular right now with all the COVID stuff is the virtual coaching. So how our virtual coaching works is we, everybody that's doing the virtual coaching um, on a regular basis is on our programming. So they kind of know the system and know how everything works, but, but we have, not to give away too many details, but we have our equipment set up where we can talk to you in real time as you're training. So you can be mid set and we can talk to you and you can see me um, or whoever's coaching at the time, I guess, in, in real time. That way, if I'm needing to tell you, hey, push your knees out a little bit more, I can actually tell you and demonstrate while you're squatting and you can see and hear me as you're actually lifting. So it, it works really well. Um, yeah, obviously not, not as good as me physically being in person with you, but it, it does work pretty well. So, you know, that's an option for, for our clients as well. Um, and we actually have people actually all over the world as we speak that are, that are being coached by us. So um, if that's something you guys are interested in, you know, definitely hit us up too. But um, Outside of just the coaching, um, we are very big on, as a team, giving back to the sport. So uh, just an example, in Georgia, um, we, we had a total of six meet directors in 2019 and 20, 2020. And uh, all six of them, myself included, are, are team roar lifters or coaches. So we are, are I guess toting the rock, so to speak, um, in terms of running the meets, but we're always looking for more people to get involved. So I'm more than willing to, to have a conversation with anybody interested in running meets in Georgia and kind of talk them through how that works and, and get them up to speed, whether you're on our team or not. Uh, we just want more people to get involved and, and help out. And same with, same, same with refereeing, it's the same concept. You know, we're always looking for people to, to get back and help put on more events. So, you know, if you're interested in becoming a referee, basically the only requirement is, is be involved for a year and get 
uh, approval from your state chair. So if you're in Georgia, again, you can go to usaplgeorgia.com and, and get that information and contact info there. Um, but, you know, that's, that's really um, kind of our staple. And I know a lot of people know us as the meet directors and the ones that put on the events, but, you know, literally our passion and, and our focus is actually the coaching aspect of it. Um, so, you know, we mentioned um, a couple of weeks ago that, you know, Laura, you know, the co-host that, that is not here tonight, uh, she's one of our coaches. And then James Vang, who was on last, last week was, um, he's actually one of our coaches as well. So the three of us actually uh, kind of run the Team Roar Powerlifting coaching staff. And, you know, we have a lot of lifters. We've had, uh, I've lost track at this point. I got it written down somewhere. Uh, we, we've had in the 30s or 40s um, national champions, 20, 30, 40 national champions, somewhere in there. And we've had multiple world champions that we've developed. So, you know, we, we don't exclusively work with, with elite lifters like that. Um, I, personally, I actually enjoy developing the lifters from scratch. So, you know, I would much rather have somebody that's willing to work hard and do all the little things that, you know, is not very strong as just starting and things like that and build them up to be something really special. Um, it, it's, it, it's something I take pride in and being able to develop, you know, develop somebody from nothing so that's that's a lot of fun for me um but enough about that if anybody again if anybody's interested in in powerlifting coaching um in georgia or but really anywhere um you know I, I think we have one of the best virtual coaching options that there is and if you guys are interested you can hit us up on instagram or uh, shoot us an email um, you can just email me directly uh, at pl podcast at gmail.com um, or uh, shoot us a, a direct message on instagram at team roar so anyway uh we are gonna move on to my track of the week uh we've been talking powerlifting. we got to talk some 80s rock here so uh we're on track number eight this week this is episode eight the track of the week this week is warrant heaven and if you don't know that song look it up if you're watching on youtube i'll put the link in the uh the description of the youtube channel well the youtube episode anyway so you guys can can check that out excuse me so i i am gonna wrap it up here but i i appreciate everybody tuning in today i know today was probably a little bit more boring uh just because you know you had to listen to me the entire time and and i know that gets boring so Anyway, uh, thanks for tuning in, guys. Uh, do share. Uh, if you enjoy this podcast, share it with your friends. Um, we are on Instagram at PL Ballads Podcast. And then again, you can shoot us an email at plballadspodcast at gmail.com. Thanks again, guys, for tuning in. And we will see you next week. Later. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed today's episode of the Powerlifting and Power Ballads podcast, please remember to subscribe and share it with your friends.